Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You may or may not be a good Sports Grid listener. Test yourself. If you've ever said you've got 20 that says Moe's going to take one in the eye from Curly, you're probably our kind of listener. <laughs> this is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Have that I don't. Well, ladies, it's a lot. And we're on 24-7. So, sorry. And since you're up, would you get us a beer? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. It's Pharrell coast to coast in the biggest way possible right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty today. He's on vacation all week long, of course, as you know, as we uh, hit you with a midweeker here, as Scotty loves to say, getting you ready for all of this weekend's NFL action. We'll talk about last night, NBA, college hoops, NHL, all the NFL stories, including, of course, Week 13, as we turn our attention there with the Cowboys and the Saints tomorrow night in Nolens, and the Cowboys maybe getting some good news here. Amari Cooper going to travel with the team down there to play the Saints. He expects to play. We'll hear from Dak Prescott today on Coast to Coast. Also, Taysom Hill on C to C today. He wants to be the starting quarterback long term. Well, go and show us then, big boy. Actually stay on the field and stay healthy and throw the football. I'd love to see Taysom Hill be the starter down there for Sean Payton. Also, Ravens and the Steelers renew their rivalry this Sunday in Blitzburg. And of course, the Steelers have had a very rough year. They are coming off an embarrassing performance against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. Maybe seeing a division rival, the hated rival, like the Baltimore Ravens, can get them going. I think that they have one more big effort in them this year. Maybe it's this Sunday. We'll hear from Mike Tomlin. Says the Steelers have to get over the blowout loss. And we got Tomlin giving the business to one of his players. We always love that here on Coast to Coast. Lamar Jackson in as well, knows the rivalry is very intense. Aaron Rodgers, Packers on the bye this week, but we'll play him on McAfee yesterday talking about resting his toe during the bye week. Teddy Bridgewater and the Chiefs Sunday night spotlight. Uh, excuse me, Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos taking on the Chiefs Sunday night spotlight. Will Teddy be able to put some points up and keep pace with Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night? No, no, no. He will not be able to do that. Giants taking on the fish in Miami this week. Daniel Jones, is he playing or is he not? Some reports last night saying neck injury that he suffered wasn't going to be able to go. We got him today on C2C saying, well, maybe there could be a chance. Let's hold off before we say I'm not going to play. Also, Bill Belichick on C2C today praising Josh Allen. Game of the week this week in the NFL is Monday Night Football. The Bills and the Patriots in the below are the pats for real eight and four eight and four they've played excellent this year but the first tough road environment that mac jones is going to step into will he get it done the bills won the afc's last year for the first time in decades can they take it back from the patriots who are in first right now jalen hurts ready to go against the jets this week despite his ankle injury the jets have never beaten the eagles in a regular season nfl game 
I heard Robert Sala talking about that today. Never get Dane's thoughts on that. A couple of other injury news and notes as well. We have odds to win the Super Bowl here midweek. Odds to win MVP on the midweek. Just please, God, no more Josh Allen at the top of the list, okay? Please. I put that graphic up for Dane later. I don't want to see Josh Allen at the top of the list. Haven't looked at them yet. And we have all the odds for week 13 as we get ready for all the games this weekend right here on Pharrell Coast to Coast. We'll get into college hoops as well. Big upset last night. How about number one Duke after beating Gonzaga? They go on the road to Columbus, and they can't get the job done against Ohio State. I knew that line was fishy yesterday, Dan. We brought that up. Two and a half for the Dukies on the road? Come on now. They didn't score a point in the last four and a half minutes of the game. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates right here. Pharrell, coast to coast on a Wednesday. Carver High, Dane Martinez in for Scotty. Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We talk about all the NFL today. Big upset last night in college hoops as Duke takes down Ohio State. Indiana loses a double overtime game to Syracuse. We'll talk about that. All of tonight's action as the Big Ten ACC Challenge starts to wrap up. New college football playoff rankings last night. We actually hit the nail on the head. Georgia, Michigan, Alabama, Cincinnati with Oklahoma State and Notre Dame sitting at five and six. But it was the great chairman, Gary Barta, his comments about my Irish saying, well, of course we're going to have to take into consideration that they don't have Brian Kelly anymore. Oh, really, Gary? Is that what you're going to do? It's going to bother me to no end if all these teams lose this week and these guys don't put Notre Dame and they ruin it for the kids. It's about the kids, Gary. Don't do this to the Notre Dame players if they actually deserve to be in. We'll hear from Gary on a couple of fronts today. Jack Swarbrick, Notre Dame AD on Kelly. Even Luke Fickle on Coast to Coast today as well. MLB steering towards the lockout tonight, 11.59 p.m. Eastern, and it seems very likely. They talked for a couple of minutes today, I guess. The players, <laughs> the owners, you know, a couple of minutes. Nothing seemed to go very well, and it looks like that's going to happen. Max Scherzer on Coast to Coast today. He talks about some of the issues the players have as he was introduced with the Mets today. We have all of tonight's NHL action. We have all of tonight's NBA action and a look at last night. Knicks lose to the Nets in Brooklyn. And then the late game where the Suns, despite losing Devin Booker, end up beating the Warriors at home, 104-96. to So we'll hear from Monty Williams after that win. The Lakers hammered the Kings. No LeBron. We'll see what Anthony Davis has to say about that. So a midweeker Wednesday, Carver High, Dane Martinez, in for Scotty, Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We get rolling on Coast to Coast right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome back in, everybody. Coast to coast. And this is Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician. Hey. 
hanging out here on a Wednesday where the big headlines really are getting ready for week 13 of the NFL season, which kicks off tomorrow night in the Big Easy. You heard from Carver, Amari Cooper will travel with the Cowboys, although we heard he's still not feeling that great, and that could be a big boost for the Cowboys offense. You saw them over Thanksgiving with no Amari Cooper, with no C.D. Diam, and it didn't look as good. So hopefully Amari Cooper is traveling with the team, and they hope that he will be able to play tomorrow. But Dallas is still dealing with a lot of other issues that are COVID-related, including head coach Mike McCarthy. And listen to Dak Prescott saying this is going to be a challenge to go on the road without their head coach. Yeah, it's a great challenge. I mean, we've got to step up to it, though. Um, obviously, uh, not not the hottest um, coming up, coming off of a loss, uh, second straight two, second straight loss, and then obviously losing our head coach. Um, we're in for a challenge, but when you go into an atmosphere like this, you understand it's going to be a heavyweight challenge regardless. And uh, I know it's going to be a four-quarter game, so it's just about us getting our, our mindset and our mentality right to, to go do that and to be our best. And um, for offense, it's about communication, us being sound and us being on the same page with our nonverbal communication to make sure that we don't allow the crowd noise to become a problem or affect us um, as far as our execution. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are in the Dome. He mentioned the crowd noise. Those guys in the Dome like to stand up and get crunk. But as we said yesterday, I think Carver and I agree, as long as Dak is upright, they should be able to generate enough offense to even potentially cover a five-and-a-half-point spread as a road favorite, probably because the New Orleans offense has been so putrid over the last couple of weeks. Well, that was with Trevor Simeon under center. It looks like like there'll be a change at quarterback for New Orleans as well this week as Taysom Hill will be taking all the first team reps. It looks like he is finally over that foot injury and he will be starting for New Orleans. And listen, we saw that Taysom Hill got a brand new contract four years at one price if he was going to be the Swiss Army knife, another far more lucrative price if he was going to be the starting quarterback. And we'll see because... Taysom Hill, he wants to be the starting quarterback long term. Listen to him. Look, this is this is my fifth year. Um, look, I my mindset is to take advantage of the very opportunity that I have. Um, you know, and I don't know. Shoot, I don't know what that is to week to week. You know, if I'm being honest, and um, so that this, this thing is just ever changing and. Uh, whatever, whatever that opportunity is, I'll, I'll do my best. And I, I think that this, this contract and the incentive, base pay, all that stuff is just a way to, you know, protect everyone. Listen, I mean, you know, we've seen more and more quarterbacks in the NFL have success by being this kind of Swiss Army knife, utilizing the run game, whether it's Jalen Hurts, whether it's Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and others. Maybe the game has evolved for Taysom Hill's skill set. I know he wants to be the quarterback. The question is, can he actually handle the load week by week for this Saints offense? We will start to get an answer to that tomorrow night as the 
Saints host the Dallas Cowboys. It's five and a half right now for the Cowboys as road favorites. The total is 46 and a half. You know, Taysom Hill does have that rushing potential. And when they didn't have Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, having some kind of spark could certainly help the Saints offense. It can't really get any worse than what it was under Trevor Simeon. But listen, he's not the only one trying to uh, get over certain hardships. Listen to Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin. Remember that blowout loss they had last week to the Cincinnati Bengals? He's saying it's going to be very hard for this team to kind of get over it. But you know Mike Tomlin. He's going to talk about it like we got to just buck up. The standard is the standard and keep moving forward one foot in front of the other. Mike Tomlin, inspire me. We stunk the place up, you know. Um, when you play the way that we played and the, and the score is as lopsided as it is, um, that's just the reality of it. Um, we didn't coach well enough. We didn't play well enough. And, you know, you don't get that stench off you in a number of days. You know, it'll be some time uh, as we work our way back to respectability. And, and we understand that it's going to require good days, good focus days, uh, good decision making, good strategy, good play. Um, and so we're excited about that process, that element of it. I think in order to start moving on from it, and notice I said moving on from it because, you know, the times I've been involved in games like that, I don't know that you get over it. Uh, I think you move on from it. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I, I need Mike Tomlin like when a family member passes away or something like that because he, you know, lets you sit in it but then still motivates you to move on. I like that. I Probably his players like that, except one in particular. The second-year wide receiver Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame is maybe getting the other side of the inspiration from Mike Tomlin. Check out Tomlin uh, kind of giving a little bit of shade to Chase Claypool here. Mike Claypool suggested yesterday that he needs to, who would like to have more fun at practice, maybe play some music. I'm suggesting you're not going to oblige his request. Well, you know, Claypool plays wide out, and I'll let him do that. Um, I'll formulate the practice approach, and I think that division of labor is probably appropriate. <laughs> so Tomlin not entertaining that being like, you know what? I'll take care of the practice schedule. I'll take care of the team culture. I'll take care of how we run things here. Why don't you just catch the passes down the sideline 40 yards downfield so it doesn't look like this offense is blunt guts trash. Carver, I know you love hearing Mike Tomlin. What do you think about how he's going to try to move on, acknowledging that they kind of stink right now and saying, you know, I'll figure out how we do things around here. Calm down, Chase. Yeah, I know he also said that he wants to make some changes, Dane, and that he's going to tweak some yeah. things in terms of lineup changes. I love what he did with Claypool there because, let's be honest, uh, this is the same throughout the league, Dane. Tomlin's been doing this for a long time. We've heard this with uh, Juju the last couple years when A.B. Yep. was with the Steelers before that. Why don't we have a little bit more fun? The videos in the locker room, Dane, after the game, sure. all that stuff. So Claypool steps up with the, well, we should play some music. I love that from Mike Tomlin there, Dane. Isn't even going to consider Anything that Chase Claypool right. is saying to him shuts it down immediately. But, Dane, I'll say this about this matchup on Sunday. We talked Monday after they got destroyed by Cincinnati saying this is not the same Bengal team. We still look at the lines on this team, and we still think about betting this team like it's Tomlin and Roethlisberger. This is, Dane, their most hated rival. And I said to you, I think That's that fair. Big Ben will have one or two 
more vintage performances in him between now and the end of the season. Could it be against the Ravens this Sunday, Dane? No. I think it'll be at home, but against a patsy that is not Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with you. There will be one more time when they summon up what they need, but I don't think it comes in the high-stakes game against the Baltimore Ravens. Here's what I want to ask you. Did you hear Taysom Hill before, okay, talking about how he wants to be known as the quarterback, how he wants to kind of seize the opportunity? Quite frankly, Carve, do you think Taysom Hill will grab the bull by the horns here? He's got a great chance, pretty much like a five- or six-week chance for the rest of the season. Here's my problem, Dane. We haven't gotten to see this guy actually play quarterback, you know, drive in, drive out in the NFL yet. I'm not talking about what he did at BYU six years ago, seven years ago at this point. Right. Getting into an NFL game and running the offense for an entire four quarters, he's going to get an opportunity to maybe do that for the first time on Thursday night. And I am very intrigued, Dane, to see how he does. And if I see what I like, maybe he is possibly the answer long-term for the New Orleans Saints at the quarterback position. We will come back, Dane. We have a lot more to do. We'll finish the Ravens and the Steelers with Lamar Jackson. We've got Aaron Rodgers. We have got Daniel Jones. Pharrell coast-to-coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty. We keep rolling on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty right here on SportsGrid and... Sports Grid Radio, good to have you with us here. We're going through all of today's NFL stories. We're getting ready for week 13. Pain day, baby. Let's go. We're talking Steelers and Ravens before the break. I finish it off, Dane, by going to Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. He had an awful performance despite the win on Sunday night against the Browns. Four interceptions. Said he felt like a rookie, but he knows this, Dane. The Ravens-Steeler rivalry, always intense. Here's Lamar Jackson. To me, records don't really mean anything in the league. You know, um, when, when you – it's any given Sunday. You know, you can't look at an opponent and look at their record and be like, oh, yeah, it's going to be one of these type of games. Can't do that. If you're doing that, you know, you got the wrong mindset playing football in the league, period. Um, for sure, it's a rival game, and we know it's going to be an intense game, like it always is, very physical game, like it always is. I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, there's been some weeks this year, Dane, where the Ravens honestly uh, didn't look ready. Uh, we talking about yeah. games where they've played down to lesser opponents, games where they've gotten down big in the first half and had to come back in the second half and win those games. They're playing a heated rival, but a team that hasn't been good this year. Do we see the Ravens perform the same way against a lesser opponent this week? 
You know, Lamar said on any given Sunday, right? It can, and that's the thing with the Ravens. You know, on any given Sunday, they can look dominant and look like almost yeah. the best team in the league. I mean, technically, they are the one seed right now in the AFC. And there's other times when, like you said, Lamar with four interceptions or the defense actually not looking that good. Open questions about can he stand and deliver from the pocket and I haven't had those questions fully answered for me, okay? And so for any of these playoff teams in the AFC, they're going to have to show three or four straight weeks of something that we can trust and have confidence in and believe in. I'm still searching for what in the AFC can I hang my hat on, right? And Lamar has acknowledged it and understands it, right? It's a week-to-week kind of thing. So what he needs to do is sharpen it up so he can be more reliable on a week-to-week basis. I think he's speaking accurate facts. The only problem is he hasn't delivered that confidence consistently just yet will they be good can they beat teams absolutely but i don't know if that's the thing i can trust in the afc can't trust anybody right now i mean you just can't every time you think there's a team that's gonna step ahead of everybody else they end up with a lackluster performance i mean even the ravens in a win on sunday night against the browns that wasn't impressive uh not in the least uh yesterday we mentioned that aaron Rodgers. Uh, told Pat McAfee that he could have that surgery next week on Monday or Tuesday and still be able to play on Sunday. Here is some footage of Aaron Dane with Pat McAfee. Last night, you saw it right here on SportsGrid, midnight Eastern, every night Monday through Friday. He says he will rest his toe during the bye and hope it will be ready. Here's Aaron Rodgers. But overall, uh, as compared this Monday to the last Monday, I definitely felt better and same with this Tuesday to last Tuesday. So, uh, you know, I'll just keep getting treatment. Um, you know, we've, uh, we're hoping to avoid surgery, obviously, but the surgery would be such a minor one. It wouldn't be something that, that I'd have to miss time with. That's a prereq for any surgery that I have at this point, I'm not going to miss any time. So, uh, we'll kind of reassess, uh, early next week and make a decision. Um, but it's not something where I could have surgery, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday and play on Sunday. That right there, Dane, sounds to me like Aaron Rodgers doesn't think he's going to need the surgery at all. Uh, him mentioning that line where it felt better this Monday from last Monday, this right. Tuesday from last Tuesday, it sounds to me like he knows having an entire basically two weeks before he has to get on an NFL field again, he thinks he's not even going to need the surgery at all. You know, and it's interesting. You're right. And he also said the prerequisite for any surgery would be that he would not miss time, right? And so, listen, this guy is a veteran. He kind of knows what he can manage, what he can deal with. We talked about it before in terms of not practicing all week. You know, I will give Aaron Rodgers and a lot of other veterans credit, right? They know their bodies. They know their routine. They know the league. Okay, so I'm with you, Carve. This is something that doesn't raise to the level of concern for him, 
that he needs surgery. He kind of is confident in his own mind that he can manage and play through this and deal with it. So that's what he's going to do. My only question is, if it's such a minor surgery and he could have had it on Tuesday and still be up that Sunday, then why not just have it now and kind of, you know, remove all doubt from it? That's what I said yesterday. But I will give Aaron Rodgers the benefit of the doubt. As a veteran quarterback, he knows what he can deal with, what he can manage, and what he can get through the season with. And quite frankly, look, Baker Mayfield's doing the same thing. There's probably 17 other quarterbacks in the NFL that are doing the same thing. We just know about Aaron Rodgers a little bit more because he says everything to Pat McAfee right here on the grid. We also know that Aaron Rodgers has a little bit of a different medical team uh, than everybody else. That's right? true. He has like a he has like a little bit of different way that he prepares himself, gets himself better, yeah. all the things that he does. Yeah, the shaman. And we have that with Aaron Rodgers. All right, Sunday night football takes us to Denver this week. The Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs coming off a bye. Ten and a half point favorites now. A lot of talk is always about the Chief offense. Well, what about the Chief defense? Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos going to try to score some points on them on Sunday night. What does Teddy have to say about them? You know, it starts up front. A lot of those guys are physical. They're fast. Then, um, you know, on the back end, those guys do a great job of just being physical as well. So that's a physical defense. Um, I'm aware of that. There's Teddy Bridgewater right there, Dane. Uh, look, the Broncos seem to hang around here the last couple of weeks. Every time I think that the Broncos are going to be finished, they end up going into Dallas and getting a win or beating the Chargers at home last Sunday. So they're hanging around. They've got the alligator blood, but they have the Chiefs coming to mile high on Sunday, Dane, and I don't think that's going to go very well for them. Yeah, no, actually, I think the game is in Arrowhead, which makes it even harder for the Denver Broncos having to go on the road in division, you know. And what did I say yesterday? This is the point of the season where you can't confuse one good or bad performance with being a good or bad team. You're right. Denver popped up in Dallas. Denver has done this a couple of other times, but I still don't think they're a good team. And on the flip side, we all know the Chiefs went through their doldrums, but I never thought they were a bad team. And I do think their defense is getting better and better. You know, when they had their Super Bowl run, Carve, I said it on this network, okay? The Steve Spagnolo defense is complicated. It takes time to understand. It takes time to kind of be able to just know the scheme and then play with athleticism like your hair is on fire. This is a defense that may get better and better as the season goes along. And remember, at the trade deadline, they got Melvin Ingram, okay, who was kind of in mothballs in Pittsburgh, was doing damage as a San Diego and Los Angeles charger previous to that. But you know what that does? He's not a great edge rusher anymore, but what it does is allows Chris Jones to move back inside, and I think that is very important for this Chiefs defense. I think the Chiefs defense is getting better and better. Don't confuse Denver with a good team. Don't confuse Kansas City with a bad team. I think the uh, direction is clear in this one. I'm on Kansas City to cover the number. Yeah, I'm with you, Dane. Even if it's a big number, it's in Arrowhead. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Uh, all over the Kansas City Chiefs. Broncos have played them tough the last few years. I will say that. There's been That's some fair. games where the Broncos have given the Chiefs a little bit of a push. They've covered some numbers. I don't think so this week. I think off the bye, the Chiefs are going to be nice and fresh. Right. The Giants 
off a win against the Eagles going to Miami to take on the fish this weekend, Dane. Will Daniel Jones be quarterback? Some reports last night were saying that he may be out with the neck injury. Mike Glennon could be getting the start. Nothing's really been determined yet. Let's hear what Daniel Jones has to say about it. Uh, feeling good. Feeling good. Uh, just getting getting better every day and trying to uh, you know listen to what the trainers and doctors are telling me. Were you, uh, were you in a lot of pain on Sunday after, after that head in the game? Uh, I, really, I felt okay during the game, just kind of after games and soreness. And, uh, you know, no, you were in pain. You were hurt. It sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm going through the week preparing to play and, and, uh, and get myself ready to play, listening to the trainers and doctors, and, and my job is to, to be ready to play, so I'll go through the week like always. What needs to happen in order for you to be able to play? Um, you know, I think there's a number of things. <laughs> Let me uh, ask you the same question six different ways. Um, you know, that's right. not really uh, you know, my, my focus is to continue to improve and to get better and, and then, uh, you know, put that in, in their hands, um, you know, come uh, this week. Now, he finished the game, Dane, on Sunday. This is right. where this gets kind of tricky. And this injury allegedly happened on like the second or third play of the game for Daniel Jones. And he finished the game out. We get halfway through the week, and suddenly you start to hear about this injury. Right. Now, he's sitting there kind of telling you, look, I, I think I'm going to be able to play. Sounds like it's more the giant trainers and doctors who are like, I think we need to slow down here and hold up because Jones sounds yeah. like he's ready to go. No, I think that's accurate. And listen, I just said it about five minutes ago. What quarterback in the NFL right now is not banged up, you know? And Dr. Chow yeah. tells us all the time, it's a team, medical, and player decision. So we'll see who wins out in that triumvirate this week. But yeah, Daniel Jones wants to go. I, I respect that. But what quarterback doesn't have these bumps and bruises at this point? Run him out there. This is his job. Let's go. We're in December of the NFL season. And that line's now moved to four and a half with all that news. All right, Pharrell Coast to Coast, Carver High, Dane Martinez in for Scotty. We keep rolling after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty on vacation all week right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Before we continue, Dane, I must tell you, stay on the grid all day, Ooh. even when you're not tuned in by following us on Twitter at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV at Sports Grid Radio as well. You get clips from the shows. You get updated odds. You get breaking news. You get everything you could possibly need from all of these great social media accounts. So please get on the grid wherever you are. All right, Dane, we'll keep rolling here. Monday Night Football this week is the game of the week. I mean, back in when I was a kid, Dane, Monday Night Football was always right. 
the game of the week. That was the big game. That's obviously changed a lot over the past 15 years or so. But this week, Dane, it absolutely is. As the Patriots at 8-4 and four, get ready to go to the below to take on the Buffalo Bills. The defending AFC East champs, Pats were down for one year. Now they are back in the mix. Let's hear from Patriot head coach Bill Belichick. And he is very impressed with the development of Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, over the last couple of years. His, his um, improvement has just been tremendous from you know, where it was three years ago, completion percentage, passer rating, decision-making, production. It's just, just gone. You know. Also, he's not going to slip up and give you bulletin board material? What a surprise. It, it, it's risen at a really remarkable rate. It's just remarkable how, how good he has become. You know, last year, this year, he's built on that, you know, what it was when he came into the league. Uh, but he's really made, you know, tremendous improvement and, you know, has a lot of command of the offense. They audible a lot. They change things. They obviously have a lot of confidence in him. He Bill, very excited here talking about Josh. Oh, yeah. They run a bad very play. Um, or, you know, you know, where they, they run into, you know, a, a bad look or a blitz or something like that. He doesn't get fooled much by anything. Um, it's really, really impressive to watch how, how he's developed there. <laughs> There's Bill Belichick right there. Very excited for the Monday night oh, yeah. game in, in Buffalo against the Bills. Uh, you mentioned bulletin board material, Dane, and it's funny. You're never going yeah. to get bulletin board right. material from Bill Belichick, <laughs> Patriot players. You'll never get That's that right. stuff. But I think the bulletin board material for this game was actually delivered by Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, to his own team. When he was talking yesterday morning, uh, to the media, he actually said, well, we're playing the first place New England Patriots. And he said it, Dane, multiple times, basically mm -hmm. trying to get it through the head of his team, who's supposed to be the best team in the AFC East this year. Guess what, boys? It's December, and we are not the best team right now in the AFC. So I think McDermott subtly, Dane, was putting that into the heads of his players. Listen, I, I don't disagree with you. But first of all, I do have a little beef that you don't think Jets-Eagles or Giants-Dolphins is the game of the week above the Monday <laughs> night football game. But you are right. This is the top of the marquee. And listen, Buffalo needs to beat the dog who is on top. It's the same as how Tennessee needed to beat Indianapolis. They swept them. That's why they are in good position in the AFC South. Buffalo will be just fine. Buffalo will be right back in first place and right back at the top of all the future boards which i know you love if in fact buffalo can get the job done against new england and here's the other thing i think belichick is doing okay i think he's setting it all up for his defense to look even better this defense has been exceptional especially over the last month and a half they are now number one in the nfl in terms of points per game allowed they have a tall task here in josh allen and the buffalo bills and of course bills mafia up there in western new york as well but I think Belichick is saying all the right things, all the platitudes to Allen, but he knows in the back of his mind that he's got a great defense. And he also knows, you've spoken about it before on this show with Scotty Farrell, that this is 
a lot of Josh Allen. This is Josh Allen's show on some level. And you know what Bill Belichick and the Patriots defense likes to do. It likes to take away what you do best, make you play left-handed. Buffalo doesn't really have a run game these days to speak of. So it enables the Patriots defense to focus on that left hand, which is Josh Allen, left, right, and center. I think the Patriots are cooking up something for the below. The question is, will it be good enough? And this line, Dane, is actually, we're going to look at all the lines for week 13 soon. This line has actually gone to under three now. So think about that. I mean, this this swing was three and a half when it opened. It's gone to three, and now two and a half. The Bills are favored over the Patriots on Monday night. And yes, I never like to bet on my own team. Scotty makes fun of me all the time for it. But under three for the Bills on Monday night against the Patriots? Let's go, baby. I am all in. That is for sure. Uh, Jets and are taking on the Eagles on Sunday. We mentioned the Jets have never beaten the Eagles in the regular season. Never. Now, they don't play very often. We get that. But the Jets never have beaten the Eagles. Jalen Hurts got a little banged up in that game against the Giants on Sunday. Looks like he's going to be ready to go. Despite the ankle injury, Hurts going to be in there for the Jet for the Eagles against the Jets. That is at MetLife. The Eagles get the MetLife double here uh, last week and this week. Back-to-back weeks up the turnpike at MetLife, taking on the Giants and the Jets. And as I mentioned to Adam Kaplan on Monday, Eagles have a very, very weird, uh, honestly, advantage to me, uh, quirk in the schedule the rest of the way. They don't have to get on an airplane once. Uh, their only road games are against MetLife, against the Jets, and they go to D.C. to take on the football team. Easily can hop on the bus or the train for that one. Everybody else, they get at home. So the 5-7 and seven Eagles, they got a buy mixed in there as well. Maybe they're the team that we need to start looking at in terms of who could be in the mix there for that last playoff spot in the NFC. Other injury issues around the league. Lions could be without DeAndre Swift for multiple weeks. He got banged up in that Thanksgiving Day game against the Bears. Here's the thing, though. Does it matter uh, whether Swift plays or not? Lions lose every week. So does it matter if Swift is going to play? It's going to matter if we want to load up uh, on some Jamal Williams props maybe this week you know, for the Lions. But other than that, does it make a difference if Swift plays? They never win, but they've covered this year. They've covered. Lions got one of the best ATS records in the league so far. Uh, Bucks, Bruce Arians, Antonio Brown, doubtful to play. Sounds like another couple of weeks for AB. He's missed a lot of time for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, at least the next two games, it sounds like he is going to be out. So, like we like to always do here in a midweek, take a look at where we're sitting with a couple of futures around the NFL. And we will start with the odds to win the Super Bowl. Let's see what we have here this week. And yes, thankfully, there we go. They're not, they're not at the top anymore. The Bills are finally down the list here, now sitting uh, in the four spot at 8-1. to one. That's where I like to see them. Tampa right now, your favorite, at plus 550. The Chiefs at 7-1. Uh, to one. Packers plus 750. Then you get the Bills and the Cardinals at 8-1. to one. Ravens are there. Patriots, and I know there's a lot of Patriot fans right now who are running to the window putting in some 11 to 1 patriot tickets. They probably already have tickets from when they were 15 to 1, 18 to 1, 20 to 1. And now the Patriots continue to fly up the board. Their fans are going to continue to load up on tickets cuz they're believers. 
and they believe that they are back. This is the early 2000 Patriots. Young quarterback, Belichick defense, running game, the whole deal. Oh, be careful. Be very, very careful. I'd wait till after you see what happens in Buffalo on Monday night for that. Rams have fallen down the board at 12 to 1 as well. It has have the Cowboys and the Titans. It gets really deep after that. From the the gap between the Cowboys and the Titans right now in these Super Bowl odds. That's kind of the line right now. The odds makers are telling you. The line is they feel there's nine teams and then there's a huge separation. And because of the Henry injury and the nonstop injuries for Tennessee, they're on the other side of that. Because going from 12 to 1 to 22 to 1, that's a serious gap. Titans, Bengals, Chargers, etc. down there. So it's one of these nine teams, they think, and I'm with them. I, I wouldn't go beyond these nine teams either. The AFC is a mess, but at the end of the day, anybody is gonna, has the chance to come out of this. Uh, we've said it all year long. Every time you think there's a team that you're ready to back, that you're ready to say, this is my squad, they end up having a rotten game. Uh, I like the Packers right now at plus 750, honestly. I think the Packers aren't a bad play. It's plus 750. They've been, I, at least I think, the most consistent week-in, week-out team in the NFL. And that's where if I had to put to, uh, any of those teams at the top right now, that's where I would go. Odds to win the MVP as we go into week 13 of the NFL season. Who's at the top? Yes, he's not there anymore. But Tom Brady is. Tom Brady leading the league in touchdown passes, etc. 3-1 to one to win the MVP. Can you believe this guy wins the MVP? Another one in his almost mid-40s now. 3-1 to one for Tom Brady. Josh Allen's still second. I can't figure it out. Uh, but he's plus 420. Now, Allen's stats have been great. But uh, there's just been too many moments where they've made some mistakes. Aaron Rodgers at plus 650. Patrick Mahomes back up on the board at plus 750. Kyler Murray is there as well. Dak Prescott... 10 to 1 has slipped a little. Lamar Jackson's there at 14 to 1. We also have Justin Herbert in the mix, too. You could take Justin Herbert's name and you could completely erase it off the board. There is no way Justin Herbert is winning the NFL MVP this year. Did you watch him in Denver last Sunday? Did you watch the way Justin Herbert played in Denver a couple of days ago? Embarrassing performance. Herbert's, he's taking a step down this year. I don't think he's, he's been as good as his rookie year. At least that's me personally. I, I just don't think Herbert's been as good so far. And Matthew Stafford also has dropped like a rock uh, here at 16 to 1. Jonathan Taylor, 23 to 1 to win the MVP right now. It's a quarterback award. Very hard to get them in the mix. Dane is back with me now. Dane, no flyer on Jonathan yes, Taylor at 23 to 1 to win the MVP? No flyer? No, no, and here's why, because I was lobbying for Derrick Henry to win the MVP award when I thought he, as a running back, had all of the things he needed to to actually be the MVP. I'm going to take a flyer off of this list and come from out of the clouds, okay? Ooh. You ready for this one? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Wow. What if... What if the Cincinnati Bengals actually emerge from that division, okay? What if the Cincinnati Bengals are actually the two seed in the AFC? We have seen the change in that franchise, and Joe Burrow is largely why. You talk about Herbert taking a step back, right? And all of these young quarterbacks that are taking the baton in the AFC, 
What if the Cincinnati Bengals actually shock us? We've been talking about how Pittsburgh and Seattle, we always assume things about those blue chip franchises. We've always assumed things about Cincinnati and the Bungles as well. What if Joe Burrow completely breaks the mold of that perception? He's at 35 to 1. 35 to 1 for Joey B. Joey Bengal. I don't know. You know what, Dane? It's not. Because there's no clear-cut guy right now. Like there, It's like the Heisman, which is even worse. But there's right. no clear-cut guy who'd be like, this guy's absolutely the NFL MVP this year. So, with four or five weeks to go, maybe there is a chance for somebody to swoop in and have an enormous finish to the season, lead their team to a division title, maybe even the a bye or a home game. The narrative is there, Dane. It's not a bad look by you. For Joey Burrow at 35 to 1. All right, Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Dane Martinez in for Scotty right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. We'll come back. Keep rolling on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Dane Martinez here with you. Scotty on vacation, sports grid, and... Sports Grid Radio, good to have you with us. All right, Dane, uh, we like to look at the lines midweek, see where we're at heading into the weekend. Week 13 in the NFL, let's do it. Tomorrow night, Cowboys and the Saints down on Bourbon, baby. I will be in town. I won't be at the game, but I'll be down the block from the Cowboys and the Saints tomorrow night in New Orleans. This has actually now gone to five, Dane. Cowboys minus five. Mm -hmm. Probably the Cooper news has now moved that back another half point there. We've got the Vikings and the Lions this Sunday in Detroit, minus seven. Cardinals and the Bears in Chicago. Cardinals off the bye. Will Murray play? He thinks he might be able to go. Bucks and the Falcons in Atlanta. 11 points to spread there. And the Colts laying nine on the road in Houston. Houston against the Texans this week, Dane. The one that sticks out to me here is actually the Lions. The Vikings are the type of team, Dane, that up and down mm. every single week, all the games seem to be decided by a field goal or less yeah. than seven points, whether they win or lose. Lions might not win, Dane, but I could see them giving the Vikings a hard time. Yeah, listen, I'm with you. The home dog of the Detroit Lions and Minnesota plays one score games left, right and center throw in. This is a divisional matchup. And I can see just like you say, Minnesota winning the game, but not covering. I also like the under on Thursday night football. I'm not so sure that Taysom Hill out of nowhere is all of a sudden going to get into the 20s against the Dallas defense. And I'm not so sure that Dallas is fully right either. So I like the under on Thursday night. 
The Eagles visit the Jets at MetLife on Sunday, Dane, and you were without me for a moment when I said the Jets have never beaten the Eagles in the regular season in their history. Minus six and a half for Nick Sirianni and the crew. The Chargers are in Cincinnati. That's a big game in the AFC playoff race. Bengals minus three. The Giants are on South Beach against the Fitch. Now minus four and a half. It's been going back and forth here. The football team is in Vegas against the Raiders. Minus two and a half. And we have the Ravens and the Steelers Four points there. All right, Pharrell, coast to coast. Carver, High, and Dane, hour number two after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 